Hello, and welcome to the first of a three-part series for our Microbiology Summer Session podcast. Um, As it is summer in Providence and I'm recording from the east side, you will have to excuse any motorbike noises that I can't edit out. I am sorry in advance. Um, We are going to be discussing Clostridium difficile. Yes, C. diff. She strikes fear into the hearts of healthcare workers everywhere. Uh, But who is she? Where did she come from? What's her deal? And why the hell is she so difficult? Um, In this episode, we'll be touching on the characteristics of C. diff, the general ecology, the body systems affected by the bacteria, spoilers, it's the GI tract, Um, and we'll also get into a little bit of the history um, of the discovery of the bacteria. So strap in, let's get started. So... Clostridium difficile is a gram-positive spore-forming anaerobe. Um, An anaerobe is an organism that grows without air and does not require any oxygen to live. Um, It belongs to the pepto-streptococci family. Um, However, it is just most commonly referred to as C. diff. Um, C. diff is a bacterium commonly found in the soil, the air, the water. Um, It is actually uh, present in small amounts in the bodies of 1-3% of the population within the United States. Um, It is definitely an opportunistic microbe uh, that it typically infects someone with a low immune system or decreased um, good gut bacteria, um, generally after the course of antibiotics, which we will get into a little bit later. Um, C. diff enters the body through digestion um, of a person that's come in contact with the organism either in the environment or after caring for someone with C. diff um, and not practicing proper hand hygiene. Uh, Like I said earlier, it is totally the bane of the existence of so many healthcare workers. Um, So uh, wash your hands, kids. So once C. diff has taken hold in a person's intestinal tract, it's going to release toxins, uh, which is going to cause inflammation of the lining of the intestinal tract. Um, The immune response to C. diff causes tissue damage and even death through an immune cell called Th17. Um, If that's not treated properly, it can eventually lead to death. Um, Obviously, one of the main systems that is affected would be the digestive system. Uh, Complications of C. diff consist of bowel perforation um, or having a hole um, in the bowel or the colon, um, and pseudomembranous colitis, uh, which is really just patches of really severe inflammation uh, with lots of pus in the colon. Um, It can also cause severe diarrhea, which can lead to severe dehydration, resulting in low blood pressure, decreased cardiac output, electrolyte imbalances, etc., which can have a huge effect on the functioning of the cardiovascular system, uh, as well as the kidneys. Um, A rare but possible complication uh, is toxic megacolon, which is a life-threatening widening of the colon. C. diff produces endospores, making it an incredibly resistant bacteria. Um, So it's easily spread on surfaces, commonly in hospitals, um, clothing, hands, and food. The spores from C. diff can actually exist in a room and on surfaces for weeks to months and often require soap, 
water um, or chlorine-based products to kill the bacteria and prevent any spread. Um, if you do have an inflammatory bowel disease, colorectal cancer, cancer, a weakened immune system, or have had you know some type of abdominal surgery or GI procedure, you are considerably more susceptible to C. diff. Um, the bacterium in C. diff can be carried in some people's intestines uh, and they might not become sick, but they are definitely able to spread the infection. So it's definitely a risk, especially in healthcare settings. Um, symptoms of an infection of C. diff um, would be watery diarrhea 10 to 15 times a day, a lot of abdominal cramping and pain, nausea, dehydration, loss of appetite, um, a swollen or distended abdomen, kidney failure, and a really high white blood cell count. Um, other severities would consist of um, really severe intestinal inflammation and, like I said before, the enlargement of the colon, um, as well as sepsis, which obviously is very, very dangerous. But how do we know all of this? Um, of course, the discovery of a disease goes through a series of cycles. There's going to be clinical observations at the bedside, a lot of mystery symptoms, um, and eventually laboratory discoveries that are going to lead to a definitive discovery of the infective agent or disease. Um, in the case of C. diff, uh, it was actually first isolated from the stool of a healthy infant by Hall and O'Toole in 1935. Um, the species name was chosen to reflect the difficulty uh, with the culture and isolation. Uh, Pseudomembranous colitis, which I had mentioned previously, was first described in 1893, but it wasn't until 1978 uh, that C. diff was associated with human disease and it was discovered that it was actually the organism responsible for the majority of cases of antibiotic-associated diarrhea. Um, it has since become the leading cause of hospital-acquired illness in the United States and developed countries. Um, and each case of C. diff-associated disease um, has actually been estimated to result in more than $3,600 um, in excess healthcare costs, which cumulatively in the United States could possibly exceed a billion dollars annually. Um, and if there's one thing that we all know about hospitals, it is that they do not like spending money. Now, even though hospitals and healthcare workers hate C. diff, um, they are often the source of a lot of these C. diff infections. Um, so naturally, your intestines contain about 100 trillion bacterial cells with up to 2,000 different kinds of bacteria, um, most of which help protect your body from infection. When you're taking an antibiotic to treat an infection, uh, these drugs will destroy some of the normal helpful bacteria in addition to the bacteria that's causing the infection. Uh, so without enough healthy bacteria to keep C. diff in check, it can quickly grow out of control. Um, some of these antibiotics that are leading to risks of C. diff infections would be like cephalosporins, penicillins, clindamycin, etc. Um, PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, uh, which are actually a type of medication used to reduce stomach acid, could also increase your risk for C. diff infection. Um, so the majority of these infections really do occur in people who have recently been in some kind of healthcare setting. That would include hospitals, nursing homes, uh, long-term care facilities, etc. cetera. 
um, because germs are spread really easily there. Um, there's a lot of person-to-person contact, and the antibiotic use is pretty common, um, and it leaves people really vulnerable to infections. Um, in hospitals and nursing homes, C. diff really spreads um, from hands from person-to-person, but also on surfaces like cart handles, bed rails, bedside tables, uh, toilets, sinks, stethoscopes, thermometers. Just think of all the things uh, that healthcare workers touch um, on a day-to-day basis and how many people they touch on a day-to-day basis. Even telephones and remote controls, things like that. Um, So definitely the number one thing that we can do to avoid the spread of um, this really nasty bacteria is wash our hands, pay attention to cross-contamination, and um, you know, just, just try and keep try and keep clean. And that is it for our first episode on C. diff, and I did manage to get through the whole thing. Um, without any motorbike intrusions. Uh, So I hope you learned something, and uh, we'll see you next time.